Oh, hello, ladies. I don't know if there's anybody still in hospitality, but make your way in here. I'm like one minute early. Usually I'm two minutes late, so this is good. (laughs) Usually I'm still chatting. I know, my mom's like, whenever you say you're going to be at my house by like 10, yeah, 10, 15 minutes later. (laughs) Uh... When my kids are grown, I won't have that excuse anymore. I just blame it on them most of the time. (laughs) Um, Anyways, welcome everyone. I'm so glad that you guys could make it. If I haven't got to meet you... I mean, I feel like I've met everybody here, but my name is Candace, and um, I have got to lead help lead the women's group. I'm like, I've always had my, my team in place and they've been with me since the beginning to where I don't ever feel like I'm doing this alone. So that's like a good thing. Cause I don't like to do this alone. <laughs> um, but there, I have a couple of, uh, ladies on my team that'll be speaking tonight and it's going to be so good. Um, but I wanted to get up here first and first of all, just say how thankful I am that you guys put this on your calendar, that you make it. I know that sometimes things get busy. I know for me today it was like rushing and I had a sick kid and then I had a husband that wasn't going to be home on time and then thankfully I have a dad that could make it up and there was picture day at the girls basketball team. It was just a lot. It was a lot of things all the time. So, um, but anyways, Ashley Martinez, she couldn't make it tonight because again, she's got sick kids too. It's like everybody's dealing with all that junk. Um, but she was going to get here tonight and talk about our N3C. I hear that we have a name now, Chuck Wagon. It's the N3C, and it's a food pantry that Ashley and her husband, Tommy, had on their hearts to start um, to help anybody in need or anybody needing anything, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give a kind of a rundown of what she's going to be supplying here, but of things to help people out when they are in need. Um, and... She told me that it will start the first weekend of March is when people can start partaking of the food pantry. And I believe she said 7.45 to 8.15 on the south door. She'll meet you at the south door if you need anything from the pantry. But she is asking for non-perishable food items, canned fruits, veggies, beans, Pasta, mac and cheese, rice, beans. I'm just going to read it. Um, pasta sauces, canned meat, mashed potatoes, box dinners, hamburger helper. Heller. That's what I grew up on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, cracker. I, I'm doing okay. So anyways, it was... <laughs> Um, snacks for kids, applesauce, goldfish, granola bars, crackers, nuts, peanut butter, jelly, cereal, cooking oil, spices, coffee, tea, hot chocolate, powdered milk, and then non-food items like laundry detergent, liquid dish soap, liquid hand soap, toothpaste and toothbrushes, bar soap, body wash, feminine products, and toilet paper. Um, so, and just make sure that if you bring any of those or if you have a friend or a family member that's bringing any that they're not expired, um. So, yeah. And then, uh, if you guys haven't seen, we've been trying to post about it, but I feel like we could always do a better job. But we have a Bible study starting on the book of Acts. Um, it actually starts on Monday, and you can order your book. I posted the Amazon link on the Facebook page a multi- like a couple times this week. But if you don't have your book by the first week, like just just keep be in and in on it. It's going to be good. It's going to go for 15 weeks. So I feel like if you don't have your 
book the first week, you'll be all right. Um, and Christy Bashong, she's not here tonight. She'll be um, leading that, and it will be through um, through through our N3C Women's Facebook page. So, if you're not on the Facebook page, please get on it. If you're not social media person, I understand, but that's where we're doing it. So that's the only way that you have to do it. Sorry, um, but anyways, it'll be it'll be really awesome. And the book that we're using, uh, I've done a different study out of that book. I believe. What did we do at Ashley's? Wasn't it? No, oh, you weren't there. Sorry, <laughs> looking at Bailey. <laughs> yeah, we've done a different one. I can't remember. I think it was. Um, was it? Was it Romans? I don't, I feel like it was an Old Testament one, but it's called Engaging God's Word and it's really good. Like they do studies through all the, all the books of the Bible, but this one will just be on Acts and it's really, it goes really deep and I, I've enjoyed it and learned so much about it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we have for announcements. Um, and I wanted to kind of just open up tonight with prayer, but I also want, I want, if there's any women in here, I was talking to someone before and if she's okay with me, I'll call her out. But if there's any women in here that need prayer for anything specific, we have a small group tonight. So I feel like if you guys are like, Hey, can you pray over this for me? I would absolutely love to. Or if there's somebody else that's like, I would love to pray for that. I I'm totally all ears, but I'm looking at Miss Sharon over there. (laughs) She's like, shush. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I will just start out. And if anybody has anything, you are free to to say something too. So Father God, we just come here as your daughters, Lord. Um, we just thank you for your love and your power and the power of your son's name, Jesus, that when we are scared, when we are feeling alone or when we're feeling, um, just sad and just that the world's coming down on us, God, that your son's name, your son's name is powerful. Father, um, right now I lift up Jenny, I pray protection over her and I pray hope over her and I just pray God that you would just um, guide her steps but also just make a way for Jenny to be back with her family and to just be in in the place that she needs to be God and we just we just pray that over her and we just pray just a hedge of protection around her and we pray over Vanessa's mom God in Jesus name we pray we just pray for um, freedom from oppression and from darkness and from um, just anything that is surrounding her and coming against her God. That um, any weapon formed against her would not prosper, that it would fall dead to the ground in Jesus' name, God. And that she would run to you and that she would just know and feel your protection and she would just feel safe, God. Um and just that security that that you have for her, God. And we just pray for, um, we pray over him, and we pray in Jesus' name that he uh, he turns around and he stops and he um, gets the help that he needs, God, and that uh, that his hand and words or anything else would be held back um, by your mighty hand, God. Um, and we pray over. Janai's daughter, God, we pray in Jesus' name that you would bring her safely home, that you would um, reunite her with her family, Father, and we pray just, um, just peace over her 
and protection over her father and that you would just give her just clarity of mind and and just peace in her heart god and we pray over any women in here god that are that are struggling or suffering or dealing with anything that maybe is just um really hard so hard that they can't even bring it up tonight or that they just they they don't have the strength to talk about it god i pray over them right now that you would give them peace and just filling up of love and letting them know that you see them, God, and that you're asking them just to look up to you, Father, because you're right there for them. And we pray healing over um, over bodies, over backs, over legs, over um, any anything mentally that people are going through, Father. Um, and we just, we just lift up both these ladies, Father, and we just thank you for the testimonies that are going to come out of it and the power and um, just complete restoration that's going to come through what you're doing, God, in this house and in this church. And we just, we just love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I did want to share, I had a prayer request last week for my friend, Justine, who's been in ICU. She's one of, like, if you've ever met Justine, she is just absolutely just a joyful person. And you would never know it that she um, suffered from a huge head injury when she was in her early 20s, just newly married or right before they got married. Um and she's dealt with brain surgeries over and over and over again for the last uh, 10, 15 years. And um, I literally, I I get to work out with her every week. And I literally, I just have workout for Justine. Like, it's like, if anybody else wants to come, you can come. But I do this for Justine because this is our time to get to see each other and catch up. And um, she's, she's just absolutely amazing. She's ran, I don't know how many marathons in her life. She's ran those centurions where you run like a hundred miles. She's insane like that. But, and this was all in the midst of brain surgeries and dealing with what, and she also has a daughter that has Down syndrome that, you know, has her all also her her struggles and everything and Justine is just beyond the most like servant hearted person that I know um but she was in ICU last week and things were really not looking good and this I mean she's been in ICU many many times and it's always just been like okay she'll be all right well we'll get out of this this is just she's got to pass through ICU and this time we were like I don't know if she's coming home like this is scary but she is home praise God and I she's she's doing good and I'm excited to see her again soon so I just had to give that praise report but with that we have a really special testimony that's going to be shared tonight by my friend Lindsay and if you've got to know Lindsay she's She's quiet, but when she speaks, it means a lot because she's always got something really, really good to say, and she's just a really good friend and just a good person that I'm so glad to have on my team, and I'm going to cry thinking about it, but I get to hear her testimony in full tonight, so I'm super excited. <laughs> Love you, <laughs> Okay. Um... Candace and Shelby asked me or told me I'm going to share my testimony tonight um, about how I met my husband or getting to that point of um, praying for my husband and stuff. So a um, little bit of a backstory because um, I've shared I've shared it a couple of times on Women's Night, but um, my first husband um, we got married pretty young, but. Um, I think I was 23 and he was 26. It wasn't like super young or anything like that, but he, um, is an alcoholic 
and he left us, me and, um, I had a three-year-old son and I was eight months pregnant and he, um, walked out on us. Um, and a month later I gave birth and I moved into my parents and life kind of was just falling apart. I had my job and I had my kids and that was about it. So, um, Dating was not even on the radar at that point in time. I had a newborn. Takes up a lot of time, especially when you have a toddler as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's kind of a little bit of a backstory. Um, as I was kind of trying to gather my thoughts yesterday and just make sure I had everything in a row, um, listening to the radio in the car, this song came on um, by Matthew West called um, My Story, His Glory. It was the first time I had ever heard that song, and I had wished that I had, I don't know when it came out, but um, I could have used that years ago. <laughs> but it, it, it definitely is like I would not be where I am and where I am in my life without God. So my whole story is his glory. Um, and even though my story is about praying for a husband, it's not limited to praying for a husband. You can use any of these techniques for whatever you are praying for, whatever your heart desires. Um, God listens to you and he is faithful to your prayers. So um, kind of starting back into like when I finally decided to start dating, I was, um, going to the church I grew up in. Um, and so it, it was, there was no really like relationship with God. It was repeated prayers. It was just going to service every Sunday. And that was about it. Um, and I ended up leaving that church um, because of rules that were made by man, not by God. Um, they weren't going to let me baptize my baby. And um, to me, that was like, that's not what God wants. I know that. Um, they may not have taught me that, but I know in my heart that is not what God wants. So I ended up leaving, and I had asked a friend who um, went here if I could go to church with her. So here I am coming to church here, and um, first service, I'm sitting in the back there, and um, they had played a video by Graham Cook, and um, he was talking about God's love. And at that point in my life, like, I didn't feel loved at all. Like I had little, two little babies who loved me and my parents loved me. Um, but I felt pretty low. Like how could God love me? Like I just went through a divorce and that's not okay. And all of that. But I sat in that back row and they're playing this video and it was, I don't even, I think it was just a black video with words. And, um, Graham cook just repeats, over and over, he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And if you ever find that um, audio, still to this day, it makes me ball. <laughs> so I was balling in the back of church the first time I came here. Um, but I just dove into my relationship with God and healing myself and finding myself. Um, when 
I started to even begin to think about dating. Um, I ended up dating a guy I went to college with who was a good friend. And there was just something missing, like that spiritual um, connection wasn't there at all. And he lived in another state and whatnot. He was just a good friend. But um, then somebody tried to get, talk me into doing online dating. And um, as a single mom, trying to fill out an online dating profile... Um, it asks you your hobbies and what you like to do. And I'm like, I have a baby. Well, my, he was like one or two at that point, but, and then a toddler and a five-year-old. And I don't know what I like to do. I take care of my kids. I go to work. I put them to bed and my time to myself is an hour to two before the kids go to bed. I read a book. Maybe I, it's just really hard to explain what you like to do or to meet anybody in that kind of way. Um, so I kind of told God or begged God, ask God, <laughs> please, I do not want to meet somebody online. And I gave up on the whole online thing. Um, and again, just kind of dove into a relationship with God, um, reading my Bible. I started going to all the classes the church offered. I went to a marriage class, um, being the only single person. Um, so if you ever have an opportunity to put yourself outside the box, that definitely was, um, putting yourself outside the box, but it really prepares you. So if you're praying for something so hard, doing the things that are going to help you when you get what you are asking for. Um, so I needed to learn again about marriage, what a healthy marriage looks like and not an unhealthy marriage and, um, learn from the other couples who are in my class. Um, definitely made a difference and helped me move on. Um, I started and I'll show you guys. I started um, Bible journaling. My Bible, I don't have a, like a lot of room to color or do anything fancy in it. I could have bought a bigger one, but I really like this one, so I stuck with it. But taking um, different verses or different prayers and writing them and coloring and just doing a bunch of different things and putting it on a prayer wall. Um and believing um, in the prayers that are in the Bible. Like this one, um, when I was working on healing my heart, um, Ezekiel 36, 26 says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put... Oh, hold on. <laughs> and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And... You know, when you go through something so, to me it was very traumatic to go through um, that divorce. It, it wasn't something I ever expected for my life or thought I would ever go through. Um, so it definitely left my heart very bitter and very hard and closed off. So having that heart of flesh, a new heart of flesh from God, um, was something I definitely stood on. Um Many, many nights of 
wondering when and if it'll ever happen. Um, asking God, um, or saying like, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Um, and the story in Mark nine twenty four, um, as well as, uh, Matthew seventeen twenty. Um, I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move, and nothing would be possible. Um, so having that faith that moved mountains, um, there were plenty of times where I thought, I'm going to end up 80, and I'm going to be single, and, I'm, and then maybe I'll meet somebody, and then like a couple of years later, because we're old, we're going to die. Like I'm not going to get to spend time with him. And to me, that was like what was going to happen. So having that, literally, I felt like I had faith as small as a mustard seed um, that this would happen. But I had a lot of really great people in my life and surrounded me with great, surrounded myself with great people who had the faith. And, um, I spoke with people who had been through similar things and I stood on their stories of faith and their, um, testimonies of victory and how they came out of it. And I would repeat those stories to God. God, you did this. I know you can do it again. Um, He's done it, I mean, countless times before, so I know he could do it again. Um, listening to so many different podcasts, so many different messages, um, and um, the guest speakers that would come here. Um, Steve Sampson um, was one, and he prophesies. Um, and one of the times, like, he was just walking, and he stopped, and he looked at me and told me, a year from now, your life will not look like it does today. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I was excited for what was to come, not even thinking, like, yeah, sure, I hoped that it would be because I met somebody, but never in a million years thinking, like, it could be, like, maybe I'm getting a new job. Maybe I'm going to, I don't know, win the lottery or something. I don't know. I didn't really have anything specific that I was believing in. I just knew, like, something was going to change. Um and then having a friend speak over me, like she saw me with a three-year-old daughter um, with red hair. And I'm like, okay. Um, and she also said, you know, told me like, I don't know if anybody has seen, um, there's a picture out there of Jesus holding a teddy bear behind his back. And there's a little girl holding her own little teddy bear. But the teddy bear behind Jesus's back is so much bigger and it's more about like you have something so good but I have something better for you better and bigger um and she said that she saw that for me like I was just holding on so tight to what I had and what I wanted that I needed to let it go in order to get what Jesus had for me so I really started um writing down my prayers and if you don't have a prayer journal I what Definitely highly recommend you get one. Um, and I also had come across a book. Um, well, and this one is 31 Prayers for My Future Husband. Um, 
It was one, I think I got it at um, Hobby Lobby, honestly, just standing in line. I saw it. And it has a lot of really great prayers about, like, praying for um, the words your husband says, for his family, for his work, um, for the troubles that he faces, um, making wise decisions, um, that kind of stuff. So I had, like, a lot of really great things, and I would do one a night. But then I really started praying like more specific prayers about the person that I wanted. Um, through my dating experience, like I had met a lot of great guys. I just knew down in my heart that none of them were the one that God had for me. And that was what I wanted. I didn't want somebody who was just good, good enough. I wanted what God had for me. And so I, I didn't even know really how to pray for a specific person. I just told him what I thought I would like and wrote it all down. And some of the things I wrote were absolutely ridiculous. Um, Shelby reminded me. Um, I So my maiden name was four letters. And then when I got married the first time, I expanded that to like seven or eight letters, which made my name like ridiculously long when you're signing things. I'm a nurse, and so I signed my name a lot. And it just got stupid long. And so I prayed for my husband to have a short last name. And um, I went back to a four-letter last name. <laughs> um, I prayed that he would drink coffee in the morning so I can make him coffee. That was something I wanted to do for him. I hate coffee. I can't stand the taste of it. I love to smell it. So I make my husband coffee every single morning. And it was just silly things. It was even things like I didn't write down. Like I, I love listening to music when I'm making dinner at night. And um, I'll listen like to a lot of the older music. Um, growing up with my grandma, she was born um, in 1913. So she listened to a lot of the like 20s, 30s, 40s kind of music. And I'll still listen to that stuff um, if I can find it. And I prayed for somebody who would love to listen to that music with me as I'm making dinner and I found that and I mean that's not the kind of music that you hear every day anymore that people really listen to so um and in the waiting it definitely got hard um there was a meme that I told God and I, I didn't tell it to him like in a way that I'm like God why aren't you doing this to me like it was just I thought it was funny, and so I just, I didn't share it with anybody, I kept it to myself, and it was, um, my Prince Charming is not riding in on a white horse, he is riding a turtle somewhere, obviously very confused, (laughs) and so, I'll get back to the turtle here in a little bit, but... When Steve Sampson came and he spoke that to me, I've really started to struggle with patience and waiting. And it had been, I, I was single a total of eight years. So it was just before kind of like that eight year mark. And it's almost, I, I've never gone back and looked at the dates, but it's almost eight years exactly to the date that I met my now current husband. Um, and I don't know, some people are into numbers things, like at the completion of the seventh year, I met my husband. So it was like my single time was complete. Um, thinking back, like, t- 
to um, the story of creation, and God took seven days, and at the end of the seventh day, it was complete. So I find that kind of cool to me. But so um, that was April 13th um, that Steve Sampson told me that, and I know that because it's the day before my son's birthday. But um, by that June, I was really struggling, and um, Dayton Christian Center was here, and they had they had done like a big worship night, and I was up here, and they were singing Waymaker, and I just gave it all to God. I laid it down at his feet. I'm like, I don't know what you have for me. I've asked you to take this desire away from me, but it, it has not gone away. This has to be your desire, but I will go wherever you want me to go. And it wasn't even something I thought about. Like they're singing Waymaker, and here I am like laying it all down. Okay, God, I'm going to go your way. Finally, just laying it all at his feet. And I think it was the next week, the next week, um, I was at work and, um, one of my friends was like, we're going to do a game night and we should all get together. And, um, she knew of a guy who was single and she's like, we got to set him up with somebody because everybody else is couples. And I'm literally sitting in front of her and I could see the light bulb go off. Um, in her head and she's like, you're coming. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Cause at that point I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to date for a while. I'm taking a break. And, um, my lovely coworkers, I loved my coworkers. They, um, arranged my childcare. They like literally one of them is like, you're going, I will drive you personally from work to make sure that you go. And my daughter is watching your kids. Um, so we went to this game night and I met him and he was a really nice guy and, um, asked me out on a date and I mean, I like to say the rest is history. Um, but as we started to get to know each other, all of those things, all those little silly things that I prayed for were all starting to line up. And, um, I probably knew, um, the second or third day in, he was the one. And I knew because that meme that I told God about the turtle, um, my husband's fam- my husband's family owns a farm, and they had a turtle show up on their farm. They have a big pond and showed up in the ditch. And they've never had a turtle before. And probably like a month after we had met, that turtle went on its way. Never um, have they seen a turtle since. So if you don't think God has a sense of humor, I'm here to tell you God has a sense of humor. Um, And by... April 4th is when we ended up getting married. So just shy of a week from that year from when Steve Sampson said um, that my life would be completely different. And sure enough, it happened fast, but it was so good. Um, I just, even to this day, it's hard to think of God's goodness and um, so cool to see all of the prayers um, come through. So if you are praying for something, don't give up. Dig in. 
read books, go to classes, listen to podcasts, just dig into him. Um, and even one of the things that I had written on my prayer wall um, that I wanted to end with is that God isn't asking you to figure out whatever it is that you are wanting to do. He is asking you to trust that he already has. And he doesn't want you to try harder. He wants you to trust him deeper. So stop trying and start trusting. And that will change everything in you. It changes who you are and only for the good. So um, so kind of with that, um, tonight we are going to discuss... Um, unsubscribing, um, and what I went through with all of this, I didn't go along with the culture or what today's culture says about dating, says about looking for a husband or anything like that. Um, you got to step outside the box and, um, not necessarily go with the flow, but, go where God is leading you. So I'll bring Candace and Shelby up and they got a great word for you guys tonight. Girl, that's so good. I'm like, I want to just look through all your little papers. They're so pretty. That's amazing. Um, yes, like Lindsay said, uh, Shelby's got a message about, we, we just had the word unsubscribed that came up to us when we were kind of planning out our next quarter and, um, Shelby's, she, she just got like a total download from God in the last (laughs) week about it. So I told her, I'm like, go for it, girl, share. Yes. Thank you. I, I. I'm going to have to talk fast because I don't want to overshadow anything that Lindsay just said. Like we've learned in this church, like there is power in testimony. So I really truly believe like that going out tonight, that that is going to speak to somebody, maybe whether they hear it online or hear from it in six months from now, somebody repeats, Oh my gosh, you got to listen to this testimony of this girl from my church. Like there is so much power in that. And you know that from experience because you stood on other people's testimonies when you were praying for Scott and, yeah, so, so, so cool to, like, walk that out with her and be there and see all of those little pieces falling into place. It's, like, it's one of my favorite testimonies. <laughs> so, yeah, like Candace said, um, we kind of did our little planning meeting, and we were debating on, you know, what kind of things we needed to, to bring to you ladies and talk about and teach and, and all of that. And so I'm kind of going to be telling on myself for a lot of different little things tonight. Um, so just preface that, that anything that I say tonight is probably something that I've personally dealt with or know somebody who has personally dealt with or is going through it. Um, so no shame, no condemnation, nothing like that. Anybody listening online, if you know the heart of our church and the ladies here, like this is truly meant to just like lift up and encourage. So don't let it be like a hammer. <laughs> so, um, I felt like when I was praying over this, that God kind of was like, I'm coming for your idols and your puny gods. So I was like, okay. So I am definitely a work in progress as all of us are. Um, so 
unsubscribe. So as we were talking, we, we were meeting the one day and we were talking about like, oh, I got so many junk emails. Like I get all this junk through my inbox and you got to go through and it's so tedious to go through and unsubscribe from all of these junk emails or you sign up for a mailing list because you ordered a wallet for your husband for Christmas or something, you know, and then they just keep sending you all the things. So it's really tedious to unsubscribe from things. But that led us to talk about like, there's so many things in our lives that just take up our time and create busyness and, um, you just, you have to like set them aside. So unsubscribing from things, right? So for years I found myself almost like needing permission to unsubscribe from events, people, places, things, um, just learning to say no in a healthy way to things. Or, um, I was kind of the yes girl or the people pleaser. I had definitely like had a fear of missing out. So if I was invited to something and I committed and I said I was going to be there, I was going to bring a hot dish and I would be there and I would stay late and I would help you clean up afterwards. Like (laughs) that was, that was me. I was going to be there and I wasn't going to back out. It didn't matter if I was overbooked, overworked, overstressed, broke or stretched too thin. Like I was going to be there. Right. So I almost needed like permission to set healthy boundaries with my calendar, with my time, with friendships, all of those sorts of things. So that's kind of where, where I went with all of this. And honestly, it kind of took me, um, we, we were a part of a child loss support group. This has been years ago when, when our son passed. And it was like a light bulb moment for me uh, in this child loss support group. Again, I needed, almost just needed permission for whatever reason. I'm a grown woman. I'm married. I have children. I pay my own bills. I have my own house. But like, I felt like I needed permission to say no. Like we were grieving the loss of a child and it was this light bulb moment for me when they said, you can say no. You don't have to go to that baby shower. You don't have to go to that birthday party. If it doesn't feel good or you're not comfortable, then just take a polite pass and it's not forever, but it can be for right now. And that was so eye opening to me, um, to just kind of have that freedom as a grown woman to have permission to say no to things. I don't know where I picked that up along the way with the fear of missing out and being the yes girl, but saying no can be healthy and Sometimes it's very needed. <laughs> so there was definitely a learning curve um, with with certain no's. Um, definitely had to kind of give grace and understanding to things over the years with different no's that we had to give people. Um, you don't owe anybody an explanation, but sometimes if it's a you know a close friend or, or whoever, it's it it does help to kind of say, look, I'm sorry, I just don't feel like that's healthy for me right now. I don't have the time or the bandwidth for that. You know, there's, there's lots of excuses we can come up with, um, you know, to politely say no for a season. Right. Um, so yeah, that permission to unsubscribe from things to kind of check out, take a time out, maybe not forever, but for right now, it can be definitely healthy. Um, so some of the other things that I kind of was coming across, like, okay, yeah, email's not in the Bible, right? Like social media is not in the Bible, but things that cause clutter and cause confusion, 
that is biblical. God is not a God of confusion. He's a God of peace. That's first Corinthians 1433. So those cluttery things, those junk emails, spam emails, things that cause anxiety, like an overflowing closet or, um, your cupboards or collections that require dusting. I'm not a, I'm not a collector. My husband's not a collector. Um, cause I don't want to dust. Um, you know, the, the overflowing bookcase that's full of books that you're never going to read again. Like why, why am I holding on to all of those? So like decluttering can be very healthy and actually like there's studies proven that decluttering and getting rid of confusion and anxiety, like physically decluttering, um, is actually really mentally health helpful. Um, so you have permission to do what feels good in your own home clean, organize, declutter. Um, you don't owe anyone a clean house except yourself and your family, whatever's healthy for you. But that's your permission to keep and have your collections if you want to dust them or to get rid of them if you need that permission to simplify things. Um, so the another would be um, unsubscribing from work emails and phone calls. This is one my husband is guilty of. He gets every, he gets a notification every three hours from work. And it's a safety thing, so he definitely needs to get those notifications. But what he could turn off, and I've asked him to, is the bright flashy light that goes off on his phone at three o'clock in the morning when he's getting the notifications and it's waking everybody up. Um, so you can, you can unsubscribe from every work email and text and all of that. We have 24-7 access to God through Holy Spirit. But no one else should have 24-7 access to you and your time besides God and your family and your your children. And even then, sometimes a timeout for yourself is a really good thing. (laughs) But Holy Spirit is with us all the time. That's Ephesians 2, 17 through 18. So you have permission to let it go to voicemail. You have permission to turn off the notifications on your phone and to make other people honor when your email response, your automatic email response says, I'm going to be out of the office from 5 p.m. on this day until 9 a.m. on this day. People should honor that. People should honor your no, and they should honor your time. It's really hard to set those boundaries with people sometimes and coworkers, but they should honor it. However, along with that, Take that time. Make sure you're honoring your time, too, and be present with your family. Spend that time appropriately, whether that's resting or studying the word or doing something you enjoy, cooking a nice dinner, playing games, playing with children, having a coffee date with a girlfriend. So honor your time the same way you would want other people to honor it, too. Um, Social media, of course, is... A huge one. I am guilty, guilty, guilty of social media. And I I used to be a Farmville player on Facebook. And those stinking notifications, the, oh, it's time to harvest your crops. You know, it would it, it, it gets overwhelming. But whether it's Farmville, games, Sudoku, solitaire, watching shows, whatever, whatever it is, all those social media things, all of that comes down to, and I'm trying to teach my boys this self-control ultimately comes down to self-control that's a fruit of the spirit that's that's 
Second Timothy one seven, how, you know, God gives us a spirit not of, timid, of self-control, and the fruit of the spirit is in Galatians. God also says we're not to have any other gods before Him. Very guilty of making gods of social media or the TV has been a big one in our house that we've fought with. Um, so permission to like unsubscribe from social media, from friendships that are toxic or that person who only posts negativity to, um, I say, (laughs) time wasters and toxicity. So you're spiritually unsubscribing from things that no longer hold your interest. Trashy vampire novels, unsubscribe. Like, don't need it. Long time ago, probably liked it on my Facebook page. That junk still comes up. Like, do you ever wonder why you're getting all of these ads and all this stuff on your social media? Because somewhere way back in the history of your Facebook account that you started when you were in college and you were into that kind of thing, you liked it once upon a time and it still pops up. If the Facebook algorithm can figure out that you like that junk, guarantee the enemy's picking up on it too. So go back and clean out your, your notifications, clean out your likes or your subscriptions or whatever it comes across on your social medias because it's there and it's lurking and it will come back to haunt you if you don't go unsubscribe from that little box. It's it's crazy how that stuff comes up. Have you ever noticed if you can just be having a conversation with somebody too and there's like an Alexa in the room and you talk about something and all of a sudden you start getting ads for it on your email or your social media? Like, if Alexa's listening, like, you know Jesus is listening. So, like, keep that in mind with your conversations and, and fruit of the spirit kind of things, right? Um, so yeah, back to the TV, like the TV, we're weirdos. We have one TV in our house, right? Everybody thinks that's really weird. These, these kids that come and live with it. What do you mean you only have one TV in the house and you guys have to share it? We have one TV in the house. Does anybody have a TV in your bedroom? Yeah, we we're weirdos. Again, we refuse to have a TV in our bedroom, which can be a healthy thing definitely can be a healthy thing when you think about what what's the bedroom for sleeping and <laughs> if you're married there's other options and i guarantee if you take the tv out of the bedroom your husband's not going to be mad about it for very long um so that's a side note bonus but i know people who have like 6 TVs in their house and they will go broke over their cable bill every month paying for 6 TVs and 6 receivers and this subscription that subscription oh i can't watch this show unless i get this connection to this app or blah 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 blah, blah. like people will go broke over their TVs like that's an idol that's a god that's taking up valuable time that could be spent elsewhere um, and that's one that we've honestly really struggled with in our house with, with kids and trying to get them to, you know, focus and be um, diligent with schoolwork or whatever. Um, did you know, I'm sure all of you know, and I could walk you through it on the phone because I had to find it. There's a screen time record on your phone and you can set it up to where every Sunday night it will tell you what your screen time looked like this week. 
it was kind of gross, honestly. It was really sad. Um, and it does, it pops up and it's kind of like a healthy little thing where it's like, oh, your screen time was down by two hours this week. I'm like, oh, okay, well, what did I spend my time on? And you can go in there and it'll show you exactly what applications on your phone you spent the majority of your time in. Well, for me, it was way more Facebook than it was Bible app, I'll tell you that much. And that was a problem for me. So had to uh, definitely make some adjustments there on that one. Um, Another thing that goes along with that is there's ways to, if you need help with the fruit of the spirit of self-control, your phones can also help you with that. There's a way to put app limits and schedule downtime on your phone. Some of us need that. That helps me grow in the fruit of the spirit of self-control for sure. Um, <laughs> um, another one that we had to do in our home was unsubscribing from always being the hostess with the mostest. We would have barbecues and game nights and life connects and... Um, birthday parties and just dinner get-togethers and and big birthday bashes and everything we would we would host and we enjoyed doing that but it got to the point where like we didn't see people unless we were the ones initiating and carrying the friendship and the relationship and it gets very heavy to carry that it's like i know you have a beautiful home too could we come to your house like I didn't have time to clean my house this week for game night. Can we go to your house? Would that be okay? So that was something that we had to um, unsubscribe from for a while and for a time. Um, something else that we did that was really helpful for us in organizing our time just as a family before we had our second son. And we've done it a few times since then. I have the master calendar in the kitchen, right? It's got everybody's events and appointments and meetings and everything on the master calendar. Sometimes that thing's very colorful with all of the color-coded dates and appointments and everything. And so there's times where we just put a piece of paper over the calendar and it says, if it's not on the calendar by this date, nothing else is going on the calendar for the rest of the month. And then we honor that. And if someone invites us to a birthday party or a barbecue or somebody's christening or Aunt Boo Boo's 47th birthday or who, it doesn't go on the calendar and we just have to take a polite pass. And that's what we have to do as a family to make sure we're honoring our time um, and staying kind of centered and not overwhelmed. It's not always easy. Um, so along those same lines, unsubscribing from all of these sorts of things in your life or taking a step back or a polite pass. It's not not an excuse to, let's just say, be lazy, to neglect your obligations. Um, if you're, obviously, if you're, you're committed to something, you're going to have honor and integrity in that. You're going to show up. You're going to be there. You're still going to show up with the hot dish and, and, and be there. Um, but definitely beware of isolation. Um, don't just stop going and, and not stay connected to God or to your family. Or Isolation is something the enemy loves. So don't beware of isolation. Beware of neglect, neglecting your duties or, or anything else. Beware of other idols or obsessions or 
puny gods, as I called them, trying to sneak in and and take your time that you would otherwise be dedicating to family or God or or things that would be healthy for you. Um, just making sure you're keeping keeping Jesus at the center of it. I wrote down. I said it's about the Holy Ghost, not ghosting. Have you ever had anybody like ghost on you and just disappear? And you're like, what happened to that person? Where did they go? I never heard from you again. Like, that's not, that's not healthy. That's not, it feels yucky. That's not good. So it's about the Holy Ghost, not ghosting. That's, that's what I had to put in. Um, so something you can resubscribe to after you've collected yourself and you've grown in, um, self-control or healthy boundaries, um, Eventually, yeah, open your calendar up again. Um, if you always say no, then event- eventually invitations will stop coming. Um, I've had people, you invite, you invite, you invite, and it's always a no or a last-minute cancellation. Or like, eventually, you just stop inviting those people. And I don't want to be one of those people. I want to. I'm still. I still have FOMO. I still don't want to be left out. I, I still want to be invited. Um, so yeah, eventually host another barbecue or game night or whatever. Um, recommit, resubscribe to. Um, I put joyfully serving at church. Sometimes I know people who've had to take a step back from serving, and that's okay. Um, burnout shouldn't happen. You can be refreshed and you should be refreshed when you're, when you're serving, um, you know, it, from the heart and from your calling. We just, sometimes we need a, a realignment with things. Um, my biggest one for me was resubscribing to healthy Bible habits and deeper study in the word. I've said in the last couple of months, I've been studying Torah of all things through the Bible project app and like it's so deep in so many layers and just I'm geeking out over the whole thing but that's that's part of it for me is just rededicating my time when the tv's on and the kids are watching tv I'm generally sitting with my bible or my bible study and trying to tune out the recorder practice in the other room from my fifth grader that's a fun one lord help us um, let us pray. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, your house too. I know. <laughs> Sometimes they both come home at the same time with their recorders and they're playing in unison. It's great. <laughs> I prayed for a love of music. I prayed for this. I prayed for this and it's happening. Sorry. Sidebar. Um, re- <laughs> resubscribing to rest, resubscribing to like a Sabbath day. Um, you guys know the, the story in Mark when they're crossing the boat, Jesus is in the boat and he falls asleep and the storm whips up and the, the disciples wake Jesus up. He's sleeping on a pillow in the back of the boat. Don't you care that we're all dying? Wake up, save us. Jesus had a pillow in a boat. He brought that with him. Like he intended, he fully intended to rest on that boat ride across Galilee or whatever lake it was. I can't remember what lake it was. But he fully intended to rest. Like, resting is a good thing. Taking a time out is a good thing. So, being intentional about rest um, is definitely something to subscribe to. Um, Re-subscribing to creating and dreaming with God. Now, this is definitely one that pastors have touched on a lot in the last couple of months. Um, igniting 
Holy Spirit awakening, um, those kind of creative arts in people. Pastor Darren specifically was like talking recently about the artisans that were, um, handpicked to build the tabernacle and they were inspired and gifted to create this, this Eden on earth where God could come and meet with his people in the tabernacle, right? And they were divinely inspired gifts for architecture, for sculpture, interior design, embroidery, painting, metalwork, woodworking, and carving, and and all of these things. And, like, those, those gifts are still alive. Those are still inspiring people. And, um... Holy Spirit's definitely, like, waking up. Like, I'm hearing more testimonies of things, like, all the time. I know for a fact there is at least three people, I think we said, currently within this church that have been told by God to write a book. And they're writing it. And, like, they're working on it. And I think we're going to try and get a couple of them to maybe give a little tidbit on that in the coming months. So... Look forward to that. So like people are, people are being inspired by Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's also like inspiring like passions and fire in people. I had a girlfriend come to me recently. Out of nowhere, her husband all of a sudden is reading his Bible every day. And he found them a new church to attend. And he signed himself, like this guy is, he's shy. He signed himself up for their men's group. And has already like committed their family to attending events and church camps this summer for their kids. And he it caught me off guard. I was so proud of him though, because this, this isn't this guy. Like it was amazing. And he came to his wife and he said, I am so sorry that you had to wait this long on me. And, but he knew like that that was his role and it, and it just kind of took that Holy Spirit fire on the inside of him to get reignited for him to step into the role of his, uh, of the father and of the spiritual head of his household. And he's doing it and he's running with it. It's so stinking cool. So like it's happening. And I know when CW was up here the other day, like I heard how many men in this church stood up and got a hold of that word that CW spoke a couple weeks ago too. So like be waiting for that. Like they're resubscribing to some things and taking us with them. Um, we have people in this church that are divinely inspired for photography for, um, we know that dream interpretation and visions like that's, that's a very real gift. Um, Daniel did it in the Bible. Like Daniel did it for King Nebuchadnezzar. It's still a thing. Um, and it, it wasn't m- magic. It wasn't astrology. Like it was, it was God speaking through Daniel to save them from King Nebuchadnezzar. But dream interpretation and, and visions is still a thing. I am telling myself, I had a vision this weekend. Um, from prayer team in kids church in the back. And, um, I had shared it with pastor Lynette and a few other people. And then on my day off, I made it my day off on Tuesday. I was pouring my coffee and I was doing my Bible study. I was like middle of a hour long study and really wanted to get through it. And I was in the kitchen and had this overwhelming urge to draw my vision. I used to draw a lot. I used to paint a lot. 
And it was one of those things that I just kind of put away, unsubscribed from, like inadvertently, just through life and being a wife and a mom and going to college and having a big kid job and all of that. And just kind of put it away. And I could have stood there and made excuses. Well, I need to go to Hobby Lobby. I need to get paints. Eh, my brushes are shot. I really don't have very good paper. I want some good charcoal pencils. I could have come up with every excuse in the world. But it was overwhelming. And I did. And I sat down and I drew out my vision that I had on Sunday. And I shared it with Pastor Lynette. And she encouraged me, as I know she would encourage all of you, if you ever have a divine inspiration of that nature. And I know there are other artists, <coughs> Lindsay, because um, I just saw those drawings. So, And there are other artists that I know paint prophetically. Joyce, Shang, um, didn't Chance used to sit up here with a sketchbook, like, during, yeah, I was thinking he did. But, like, those gifts and those things, like, we can, we can be putting those away and forget about them and, and we lose inspiration for a while and, but, like, God's awakening that and he is awakening that again in me and that's something that I have been inspired and encouraged to really seek after God for. So, in, full transparency and honesty and accountability, y'all can hold me accountable to that because I'm going to keep working on it and I am going to go to Hobby Lobby and I'm going to get new paints and things and seek after God for that. Um, but there's other, there's definitely other gifts within this church too that um, just hospitality even, like you just have a friendly face like Ashley Martinez and this food pantry. Like that's an inspired gift. She is the hostess with the mostest. Like that girl has some interior decorating giftings and she can make some food. Like those kind of giftings are definitely being awakened in people. Um, so that would be something I would say definitely if you are inspired at all. I don't care if it's knit. I don't care if it's crochet. We have a lady that crochets our prayer shawls. She expanded that, and she has been um, crocheting baby blankets for the nursery in the back for us to send home with these little babies when it's cold out. Um, Or if, yeah, the clothing bank, that is divinely inspired by God to to love on people. So I would just encourage you all, like, as Yes, unsubscribe. Get some stuff off your plate. Get some stuff out of your inbox or off your calendar. But like, resubscribe to those giftings and those callings and um, those divinely inspired things that God has put on your heart. Or maybe he put on your heart at one point and you put it away like I did. Get out the pencils and papers. It doesn't matter what they look like. And just just be inspired and start dreaming and creating whatever it looks like create with God again. So that's, that's where I went with that. Um, I, I don't know where it's going to take me. I've got other visions and things that I'll keep painting and drawing and I'll keep doodling in my Bible and doing my, my Bible journaling and things like that. But if anybody has questions on that or what that looks like. Like if you've never experienced like a vision or an inspiration that you know, you know, you know was from God. There's a few of us in here that I know that you would definitely be able to talk to and we would be happy to pray for you for that. Um, if that's something that you want or desire or you want that woken up in you again, then let's get after it because we are, we are women getting about some stuff around here now and 
just happy to be here with all of you guys and thank you for letting me get all that out. So <laughs> no, I can finish finish it out and send everybody out. But no, that's so good, Shelby. And it reminded me, um, if you guys have ever read the book called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst, it's super good. It's like being able to say no to the things that maybe um, are not the best so you can say yes to the things that are really like the best yes that God has for you. And um, something that just keeps coming up to me, and this has been happening a lot in the last few years, is I feel like as women... We try to keep up this whole glass house. I've heard that used as um, an example. Is that we've got it all together. That there's nothing going wrong in our lives. That um, it's polished. It's clean. um, The windows are spot free. All the things. um, Because we feel like we have to keep it together. And I saw a study that just came out um, about young women and how... They are dealing with suicide and depression more than any other time in um, just kind of that history of people studying that in mental illness. And ladies, we've got we've got a generation of young girls in this church that we don't know what they're dealing with because I know my generation was the first generation to not have the internet for the first half of my life and then to have it and then my kids are growing up with a full on your life is on display and it needs to look perfect and it needs to, you need to be a certain size you need to be wrinkle free you need to have no spot or wrinkle or anything like that and I've got two little girls that I mean I feel like as women when we can be real with each other and be like I am struggling with this I am su- subscribed to this thing that I don't think I ever signed up for why is it like this in my life um um, and I feel like we as women carry a lot of shame if that's ever shared and we don't want our dirty laundry to be aired on anything like that. But I feel like that that's been the downfall of a lot of marriages. It's been the downfall of suicides. It's been the downfall of people dealing with um, secret you know, addictions and everything because we feel eating disorders, um, you know, any kind of behavioral thing because we feel like that we have to maintain this glass house. And I know, like, I just feel like I needed to say that tonight because <laughs> take this the right way. We need to cut the crap. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of ladies, um, feeling like we have to uphold this whole thing and we don't, that's not what God asked us to do. That's not what, um, you know, our sisters are asking us to do. That's not what our church family should be asking us to do. Maybe sometimes we feel like that that's where we have to be. But, and I don't, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it looks like, you know what, here is a safe place. And if there's something that you're dealing with, like don't hide it. Don't bury it away until it's just too far gone to not actually have healing or restoration in it. And I know that God says that there's absolutely no time 
that he can't do something and he can't restore. But I also believe that he gives you conviction and that he speaks to you early on, but we choose to ignore it. I know I did. I just lost a calf a couple weeks ago because I ignored Holy Spirit to go and check on this calf. And it was like a wake-up call for me that is like, he told me to go check on the calf. Like, even my husband was like, no, that calf will be good. It'll be good. I'll be home in a few hours, and I'll go check on it. And I was like, ah, Holy Spirit was telling me to go check on that calf, and then I go check on the calf, and the calf's, you know, pretty much dead, and then he did die. And it's just like, there was early warning signs, and I feel like that that's what we go through in our lives with a lot of things. There are early warning signs. Do you, Holy Spirit's not sitting back waiting for it to get really, really bad to speak up and convict you in something. And conviction sucks sometimes, y'all. Like, I'm sorry. Jesus, Holy Spirit is gentle, but he's persistent and he's uncompromisable, I guess, in his ways that he's going to speak to you. It might be through that friend that's holding you accountable. It might be through um, a word from pastor on the pulpit that's like, oh, that grates me the wrong way. Or it makes, you know, but just when you feel that and it might just be like a prick of your conscious like you'll be like oh like yeah and I've talked about it from this spot before when we are cynical of Holy Spirit a lot of times we're also or as cynical of like like the move of God a lot of times we'll um, ignore Holy Spirit too so just wanted to bring that up at the end here <laughs> send you guys home with like yes ma'am Um, uh, it felt like probably like a weight on me that I knew wasn't like from anybody else but God, I guess. I don't know how to say that. It wasn't like my husband who was, he was on his way home and I had told him this is where the calf was. The mom was with it. Everything was good. And he's like, I'll be home in an hour. It'll be, it'll be fine. But in that meantime, it wasn't like in a protected place from the wind. It was all these things. And God had like, in even my neighbor who is not a cattle guy at all, he had texted me because he had helped me with that calf that morning. He's like, hey, how's that calf doing? And I'm like, well, I haven't checked on him for a little bit. And even that was just like, okay, I should go check on him. But then, no, Cody told me it'd be okay. You know, it was just like a, a weight on me that was like, I should go check on him. And nagging, yeah. <laughs> no, it really was just a like, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I always get. I think I get more of a feeling. I don't get a whole like hearing from God audibly or anything like that. I usually get of a like a a weight. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> What's that? Maybe nagging, yeah, kind of like, yeah, yep, mm-hmm, yep. And it'll come up in maybe different ways too, you know, like I'll hear it in different things that I'm dealing with that I know that I need to get rid of or something like that. It'll come up. <laughs> yeah, so I had that the other day. I had it like, a, a, again, like undescribable urge that I needed to go through my boy's books. 
and specifically it was like go through the baby books go through like and get rid of the childish things like the books that they're not reading anymore like you need to go get in the closet get the donation box out go do it yeah 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 I'll do that on my next day off like didn't well then we replaced a dishwasher and we had a water leak in the kitchen and they dripped down into the boys bedroom onto all of their books had I listened and gone to check the books and go through the books, I may have caught it and saved more of the books and the ones that were important to my boys. Oh man, that was my favorite when I was little. I really wish I could keep that one. And then on my day off, instead of going through the books, I was going through the books, but then I was drying books and trying to save books instead of proactively listening to Holy Spirit and going and checking out the books. Like, who thinks you gotta go check the bookshelf? Like, that was random. But it was that gut urge, that nagging kind of feeling like, oh, I really got, I know, I know, I know I gotta do it. I will. I'll get there. But I ignored it and I blew it off. Yeah. And to the detriment of the books. So, same kind of thing, but not, yeah. I, I think that Holy Spirit is like the check engine light on your car. A lot of times, <laughs> if you don't like heed that warning, like a lot of bad things could happen. <laughs> or like check, change, change your engine oil, you know. Um, but I just, I, I believe that in this church. As women, especially, I don't know, I just feel like there's just, there's women in this church that we are grounded enough to take heed of those warnings. I think that we just need to lean into them a little bit more and not believe that, eh, that chicken delight, it's not a big deal. Like, it's just, it's just something with the computer. Like, <laughs> just take those warnings and, um, get help or get counseling or talk to, just talk to somebody. Cause I feel like that's a lot of times where it comes through. And, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. It doesn't have to be, go be with a counseling yeah. person, but talk to somebody. <laughs> Yes. Well, I, um, next month we'll be meeting, I think it's March 16th again. I think next month is March 16th is the third Thursday. Um, we are going to have a really special girl here that is going to be sharing about her ministry. And then we'll, we'll have a couple of things that night. Um, but she has, it's called helping hands and it's basically, um, a mobile trailer that she has that she, um, collects clothing. And I think she does a lot with like prom dresses and stuff like that. So any kind of, like, if you guys, I'll remind everybody on the Facebook page, but bring any um, gently used clothing, whether it's, you know, t-shirts, jeans, shoes, all that, all the way up to, like, the prom dresses, because she helps supply that for girls in need for um, the prom season and everything like that. And we're going to have... I'm trying to remember if there was anything else that we needed to say before, but I'll, I'll keep posting about it. And the, yeah, Bible study that starts on Monday night. And again, it's not too late to get in that. And if you're a week late, get in your book and you'll be, you'll be just fine. So yes, ma'am. Yeah. Bring the canned goods. Heck yeah. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and Ashley wanted me to, they're working on possibly getting a refrigerated truck eventually or a freezer or something like that to where we could have like meat and stuff like that available for people. Yeah. So I think that would be really neat. 
Um, but yes. All right. Well, uh, I, I was like, Shelby, if you want to pray us out, I'll let you. Sure. <laughs> Father God, that thank you for your word. Thank you that we can dig into your word for, for all things, even the silly things that we would think in our modern day lives that we might not find guidance in your word for like social media or televisions or, um, addictions, things like that. God, that it's all there. It is, it, it's there and ready for us. If we just spend the time to get with you and to seek it out and search it out. So God, thank you for your word that it is living and alive and available to us. Um, that's something that I feel like we take for granted in our country and, and our freedom of religion in this country. So God, just thank you for that. Um, do thank you for every lady here. I thank you for every ministry that's represented here. Um, Everyone that is going to be born and birthed and inspired and in creativity, God, that you're going to be moving and lighting fires in hearts and underbutts to get things going and moving. And God, that you are already putting your finger on something on somebody's heart, whether that is cleaning out the closet, cleaning out the pantry, unsubscribing from junk that has cluttered our hearts and our minds and our calendars. God, that your Holy Spirit, that you are that persistent gentleman that seeks after us and keeps after us and that you just you're always coming after us even if even if we do unsubscribe for a season god that you are right there as soon as we turn that power button back on and resubscribe god that you're there waiting for us and we just thank you for everything that's going to come out of tonight for the testimonies for tonight god um we pray that they go out from here and that you just use them in big, big ways that we will one day be able to see the scope of. Um, but God, just keep working and keep moving in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, ladies, very much. Again, any questions, any prayer?